do it. Jose, how's it going? Very good, very good. Good. Glad thank, to be here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for making the drive over. Not too bad of a drive. Pretty pretty quick and easy, but appreciate you uh, stopping by. Um, I know we want to talk about a few different things today, but maybe we could start with just like a, a general intro to you, who you are, what you do, and maybe a little bit about your company. Yep. So um, I'm Jose Crespo. I'm the general manager of QC Laboratories. Um, I've been in aviation for about 20 years now. Okay. Started uh, in, actually, if we're going way back to the beginning, right? I started uh, in in high school in an aviation and aerospace magnet program. Okay. Um, then um, also with uh, JROTC. Yeah. And uh, after graduating, I realized uh, college wasn't the uh, the path for me right away. So mm-hmm. I, I went straight into the Air Force. Uh, spent eight years as an F-16 uh, crew chief. Very cool. And then uh, after that, uh, focused on uh, maintenance, repair, and overhaul. So I got into overhauling landing gears and uh, tried every department from uh, disassembly and blasting to uh, assembly and, and testing. And, and then that's where I discovered uh, non-destructive testing or NDT. Sure. And uh, that's where I'm at now. I've I've uh, progressed and, and done pretty well. And so... Um, now I'm uh, managing uh, QC Laboratories, and we do uh, non-destructive testing for uh, aviation, aerospace, defense, and space parts. Very cool. Just going back to, I wanted to ask you a question and kind of hit on something. It's been topic of con- conversation in a lot of these podcasts, and we were actually we were just talking about the the guy who we were talking about <laughs> this. The his episode will probably be dropping in the next day or so. But around, like, how did you get in high school? What attracted you to aviation? Because it's a big problem right now. We're talking a lot about the workforce and bringing people into the industry. So I'd be interested to learn more about, you know, maybe you were 14, 15 years old. What what brought you into yeah, this? So for me, it was natural. Um, my brother, my older cousins, they were all in, um, they're all a few years older than me. Okay. And they were all in a club called uh, Civil Air Patrol. Okay, it's like a uh, uh, an Air Force auxiliary unit sure. that met once a week, and um, they would get training on things like uh, you know marching and drilling and and search and rescue and aviation history and things like that. And um, me being the younger brother and younger cousin, I always had to tag along, and so um, it it just felt right. And then when I went into high school. The uh, aviation and aerospace magnet program presented itself. Um, it was a new program that they were starting, and it just seemed like something interesting to do cool. uh, as an elective course. And and uh, I just fell in love, and then that's it. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like you know we've been talking a lot about just getting that exposure, and you had that exposure from people that were close to you. Not necessarily everybody has that, and right. so um, yeah, we've been working on a few things to try and, you know, get into high schools, even middle schools and start getting that exposure and really kind of sending, I'm a big advocate for kind of creating this message, making sure that kids are comfortable with these alternative paths out there. And like you said, college wasn't for you. It's not for everybody. And there's plenty of career paths out there that don't rely on you know your standard college education, right? And and with the the way the workforce is going, right? All the experience is is retiring. Yep. We definitely need more people, and um, I'm I'm a fan of of bringing people in and mentoring them and training them, and and 
I wish we had more people that wanted it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So tell me, let's go go back to QC Labs. Tell me a little bit about the business, maybe like when it was started, kind of what you specialize in. Maybe we could talk a little bit about NDT and, and roll from there. Yeah, so QC Labs uh, was founded in uh, 1965. So it's, uh, it's about, been around for a yeah, minute. Okay. It's definitely been around for, for a long time. Um, I guess it's about 57 years or so. Okay. Um, it was recently acquired by uh, Brian Neff, um, who is a, a phenomenal leader. And uh, all we do is NDT. We're a dedicated NDT service company. We provide okay. NDT services for every industry, but um, primarily our bread and butter is in uh, aviation, okay. uh, aerospace, defense, and space. Right. So um, QC Labs really built its popularity on, on being extremely qualified, right? We have more quality accreditations than, than most other NDT service businesses in South Florida. And we travel everywhere in the world to do these inspections. But, um, uh, you know, our, our credentials is really what sets us apart. And that's what's allowed us to, to carry through the pandemic and, and to build up on, you know, all the new things that we're doing now. Okay. And so in regards to like, and, and do people ship parts to you to get NDT? And then you're also going out on the road yep, to, to perform those. And so what, what does NDT entail? And, uh, yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the, the technical aspects of NDT testing. Right. So one can never fully understand or fully learn everything there is to know about NDT. There's so many different methods. Um, basically, uh, what NDT is in a nutshell is uh, non-destructively testing or inspecting any material uh, to, to check for a variety of things. You could be checking for defects. You could be checking for cracks. You could be checking for foreign object uh, debris. Mm -hmm. um, anything that would, um, that would allow you to determine whether a unit is serviceable uh, for continued use or, or to be put into use for the first time. Cool. And I would imagine that, you know, with all of the changes in technology and all of like the composites, the different types of materials, the different way things are being built in aerospace, I'd imagine that NDT is constantly changing. How does that impact your business and how are you staying on top of that? Uh, yeah, it definitely impacts the business. Um, so there's a, a big trending topic right now called uh, NDT 4.0, right? And it's basically the, the digitization uh, of, of data within okay. um, the manufacturing space. And NDT is following suit with that, right? Our softwares are allowing us to do better things. Um, before, all of our test equipment used to be analog, right, or manual. Mm -hmm. Now they're, they're digital. Um, we're getting into some real advanced methods, um, advanced test methods that in, in every discipline of NDT, right? So there's many different disciplines, many different types of inspections that we do. And in each one of those, um, it could almost be considered an industry of its own. Mm -hmm. And and the, the technology is just improving by the hour, I almost want to yeah. say, <laughs> you know, but um, we're blessed enough that we have uh, a leader who sees the vision and shares the vision and he lets us invest uh, accordingly, where we see the need, where we see the industry going. So, um, you know, we've been in business a long time, but we have the, the technology of, of a startup company and, and we have a lot of uh, tools in our toolbox to, to allow us to keep up uh, and keep pace. Cool. And how, like, in regards to 
uh, your personnel and your team. I'm sure that's a lot to keep up with as well. You know, you have the technology side of things, but you know, bringing people into the organization, getting them up to speed. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, that's been the that's probably been the most difficult part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can train someone very, very well, but uh, finding the right people, or or even in some cases, finding people already credentialed is super difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good uh, companies out there that are competing, and and they're paying very well, you know. And so we have to do our part to to keep up with that. So um, you know, we have a good incentive package, and and. Um, we offer good training. We, you mm-hmm. know, I, I help push people to to their limit. You know, uh, when we when we get into the interview process, uh, we talk about goals not only for the company but for the person as an individual as well. Right. And um, a lot of times they they have aspirations to um, to become uh, what we call a level three NDT inspector, and uh, it's my job to uh, lay out a path to help them get there. So um, we've been lucky enough that the team has seen the value. Um, I've helped people uh, accomplish their goals, and that's how we retain our workforce. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only way I sure. see possible. Sure. And so, in regards, to, like the the NDT level three inspector and getting to that level, talk to me about like if I was coming from outside of the industry, what would it take to get there? What are we talking about in terms of like training time frame? And is this a path that is uh, reliant on being like an AMP mechanic or somebody in aviation, or is it really a separate path that that's independent? Yeah, it's definitely separate and independent. Um, it's focused on the method, the test method that you're studying. So there's uh, there's basically five uh, dedicated or the primary test methods. Right, we focus on. Um, radiography, liquid penetrant, magnetic particle, eddy current, and ultrasonic testing. Okay. And for each one of those, there's a separate uh, criteria, but it's always a combination of experience, Mm -hmm. classroom training, and testing. So, um, you know, once you've gained the the amount of experience on the job, right, um, and taken the the formal classroom training that's required and met those hours, then um, then, uh, an NDT level three will examine you right and that consists of a general uh specific and a practical exam okay and so once you've met all those requirements you can do it but like you said um to get to a level three typically that i mean that can take anywhere between three to four years okay all right so it's not not a super long process and you can be working along the way it's not not something that you're just takes four years and you're offline, right? <laughs> right. No, 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 no. So you're working along the way. Yeah. You're working under the guidance of other level threes or level two inspectors and, sure. and they'll help you and they'll, they'll train you. Okay. And in, in regards to, you know, because this is a changing aspect and, um, between the materials, the software, the providers, is there any kind of, um, I'd say advice maybe to the aircraft operators or owners and how they're, how they're handling these types of things. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what I see is the, the biggest thing, the biggest advice that I would give to operators is to make sure that the people that are performing your NDT inspections are properly credentialed, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a few different, uh, accrediting agencies out there and for, uh, aviation and aerospace, you want to make sure that all your personnel are NAS 410 certified. Okay. Right. So there's a, you know, a little bit of confusion because some people 
rely on on other standards like uh, ASNT, SNTTC 1A, which is uh, heavily on the industrial side. But uh, NAS 410 focuses on aerospace and, and okay. it's a little bit more strict because you have to actually uh, highlight every single hour of training and, and what type of training it was and what it was done for. And that all has to be approved by your level three. So most people don't um, document their training hours as they should. And, and they find it very difficult to get uh, certified to do NDT for aviation. Okay. And so and I know that there's a lot of discussion around supply chain in general. I know that in regards to just getting in for scheduled or even unscheduled maintenance, there's been a lot of delays. A lot of uh, a lot of the service providers out there have been kind of overwhelmed in over the last two years. How has that played into your business and, and NDT and what are you seeing there? Well, we have a phenomenal team. Um, they're super dedicated. They take calls um, every day, every night. Um, we, we, we stay flexible. We understand that, uh, you know, the customer is our priority and we're, we're there to service them. Mm -hmm. But um, with regard to supply chain, definitely we have, we struggle to get things on time. You know, we place a, a purchase order, you know, three, four and five or six months in advance just because we know that we're not going to get the material that we're ordering right away. Okay. So we're having to order, uh, you know, consumables and equipment very, very early on. Sure. Just to make sure that, uh, or to, to counteract that, that supply chain sure. issue. So in regards to being, you know, for owners and operators, planning as far ahead as possible is, is key. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> the, the farther you plan ahead, the, the more guaranteed uh, you are to, to receive a good service, right? But um, we also do take AOG calls. Okay. Um, so- you know, every customer has to understand that there will there will always be a fee associated with that, right? Sure. But um, we do take AOG calls uh, quite frequently too. Okay. Um, I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about something that I don't know anything about, <laughs> which is uh, additive manufacturing and maybe a little bit on three D printing. So, what's your what's your involvement in that? Yeah. So, um, QC Labs has really become one of the leaders in uh, NDT for additive manufacturing. Okay. Um, so this style of manufacturing or, or 3D printed parts, as we'll say, right? And we yep. focus mostly on metal 3D printing. Mm -hmm. But um, this this industry is, is growing rapidly, rapidly, yeah. rapidly, right? So, um, and the materials are very different than what um, traditional NDT service companies are used to. Okay. But um, we have relationships with our customers that... Um, that most of our customers are, are primes, right? Like NADCAP primes, right? So we deal with a lot of uh, big name customers, I'll say. Sure. And um, and they're all experimenting in this area. But we've been in business with them for so long that they've uh, trusted us to to hand these materials over to us. And, and we've gained a lot of experience um, inspecting metal 3D printed parts for uh, mostly for the space sector. But uh, aerospace is taking some time to uh, adopt it. Sure. Really. But... Um, the space sector, man, it's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's hot, and and we're getting a lot of those parts, and we've seen them. We're inspecting them, and, and we're identifying the differences between those and the traditional materials. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've we've just become the leader at it. Cool. And what what types of parts are you seeing that are coming in for these types of inspections? What what type of parts are being you know three D printed? Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of uh, rocket parts, right? So like things like thrust chambers, uh, nozzle assemblies, uh, swirlers, and these are all uh, 
you know, uh, rocket engine components that mm -hmm. uh, have good thermodynamic uh, qualities. So a lot yeah. of a lot of copper. Um, we need parts that are lightweight, so we're seeing a lot of uh, titanium parts, um, and then functional parts uh, like manifolds. Uh, we're getting those in in aluminum, uh, nickel, okay. inconel, things like that. But um, these these uh, these rocket parts, they're they're really interesting. Cool. And I, I know that you're on uh, you're part of an organization, the AMGTA. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what that is, what you do there, and kind of how that plays into what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, great question. So um, uh, currently I'm a, a director on the board of directors of the AMGTA, the Additive Manufacturer Green Trade Association. And what this organization does, um, we, we raise funds to study, um, uh, to do life cycle assessments and study the, the value of these uh, additive manufactured parts versus traditional manufacturing, right? Okay. So, so through our member companies, we'll raise funds and we'll work with um, third-party independent universities, and they will do real, uh, real studies, real assessments to compare the the environmental benefits of of these three D printed parts versus traditional. And so, what this does is is it helps the industry, aerospace industry in particular, right? Uh, embrace the idea of three D printing and, and additive manufacturing, mm -hmm. and and hopefully to uh, propel it to, to gain acceptance faster. Sure. How do you see that impacting, like right now they can't produce, there's there's a shortage of parts. Um, and how do you see that impacting supply chain in the future? And do you see you know much faster oh, yeah. lead go times. to market, yeah. lead, lead times, all lead that Lead times thing. go away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what it would typically take uh, a casting house uh, you know, a year to three years to to produce, we can do in, in two to three weeks, mm -hmm. you know, or or depending on the part, you know, and, and the the engineering and, and the, the geometry of the part, you know, but it can be significantly, significantly right. reduced. Yeah. It seems like a, an opportunity to really like significantly change the industry and how Absolutely. things are done. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I guess in, in regards to, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, I guess we're two months into to 2022. <laughs> um, what's what's on the what's on the horizon for QC Labs, and where do you see things going? Uh, well, so with all these 3D printed parts and and the complex geometries, um, the materials are, are the parts are getting bigger, mm -hmm. right? Um, and 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 bulkier and heavier. So definitely, uh, we're focusing our efforts on, on advanced inspection technologies. And a lot of that has to do with uh, high energy X-ray systems and CT scanning. Okay. So um, that seems to be the future right there, industrial CT scanning for uh, metal 3D printed parts. Really cool. Okay. And I guess in, in regards to, you know, people are interested in learning more about your product services, maybe they have an AOG situation. <laughs> How do they get in touch with you guys? Yeah, so um, you can follow us on LinkedIn at QC Labs, or okay. uh, you can just reach out to us uh, by email. Um, it's going to be info at qclabs.net. So info at qclabs.net. Cool. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and talking to me a little bit about some things that I don't have much knowledge on and uh, <laughs> and giving, uh, giving everybody out there uh, a bit more info about what you do. QC Lab. So it's been great having you. Anything else you want to you want to hit on? Um, nope. Just want to say thanks for having me. Um, I love your show, and I look forward to see uh, to hearing <laughs> the other episodes. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>